hi and welcome back to Doofland. You might have noticed we haven't done our usual quote at the beginning, but that's because your favourite left-wing bigots, I, <laughs> Menace Bunny, and Menace Cat, <laughs> have a special guest today. Uh, it is the person who did a petition against uh, the infamous red film, um, red pill film, it's a tongue twister, which I still cannot say. <laughs> And so, if you would like to introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's uh, Damiano Dentice, and uh, I'm the guy that organised the petition. <laughs> one of one of the petitions. I think there were like two petitions that were running at that time, actually, and um, which I wasn't aware of. But um, I started one of them, and um, yeah. So that is I. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember this, um, signing one of them. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it, was it through Change or Mine was Change, I think, through Change or all. I might have signed I think I like this sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like we were old friends on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, cool. I usually, yeah, I think this is shit sign. <laughs> so I guess, like, um, politically. You know, speaking, how do you align yourself? Like, I'm guessing you're, uh, I don't know, anti-MRA, obviously. Yeah, um, you know, uh, queer, white, male, um, communist, um, that's, 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 yeah, I think that that's a pretty much sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of tell you, come here because of your little red cap. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't like to stereotype. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've I've known quite a few of the uh, of the guys who wear the red caps, and I was like, hey, you guys. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. becoming packs. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I don't. Um, I I would think I'm more of a socialist. I I don't think I could go as far as. As communism, I guess I come from a place where um, militant communism pretty much tore my country apart. Right. So I might have a bit of a of a bias. Right, right. But that doesn't mean that I would not talk to a communist. Of course, it's really crazy. Yeah. Cool. I guess the complicated thing because a lot of people, you know, um, uh, you know, just for the you know, the connotation with with history rather than reading, you know, what what wasn't, you know. Marx and Engel, you know, in their books and, and whatnot. So it's it's really misinterpreted. Like I've had to correct some of my own family members, yeah. you know, and mm. and I've had to like actually look. It's written here, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's what about yeah. starving all the, you know? Yeah, yeah well, that, yeah. Yeah. that's the thing because Marx doesn't really write that much about communism, which is mm. which is which is a lot of people don't really understand. It's more mm. of a critique of capitalism more than anything. Mm. Exactly. And you know, he has that one pamphlet that he wrote, and that's basically what's sort of stuck with him outside of like his you know, um, uh, young Marx period, which was a lot more philosophical, and then mm. the later period stuff, which is more critiquing capitalism, and in the mix of that, you, you know, he ended up writing the manifesto, and mm. that's really sort of his, <laughs> his only yeah, contribution, yeah. really, yeah. like, heavily in terms of, like, in, in forming communism, along with Engels, obviously, yeah. but, um, yeah, just, it's interesting. Because, yeah, in many ways, we're already Marxists, like, we believe in free health care and all, I mean, well, they're all, social, care, they're all but, socialist you know, programs, it's yeah, like, the, the so, military's a socialist so program. It, I always laugh at people that say, oh, I'm anti-Marxist, it's like, yeah, but, you know, we oh, got it makes Medicare. me want to sing them my little song. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. so you don't believe in government funding, oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 Medicare, mm. Mm. Yeah. 
That's it, yeah. All, all private industry also gets, you know, like, welfare benefits, you know. So exactly. it's all it's all form of uh, social... It's, it, they're all social benefits, you know, mm. and, and they all come under um, umbrellas of some form of socialism. That's so, right. yeah, so anything the government does, really, that, that, that that's practically a definition of socialism. Mm, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm so tempted... Okay, so... Okay, when I was doing um, sociological theory and we're talking a lot about Marx and Engels, there was this little song that I came up with and I'm not going to do it because it's so cringeworthy, but oh, I'm no. so tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you later. It's so bad. Right, just, you you want to get out of your system, just do can it. Can I? Just do it. Just do it. Do it and shut up. Because we're all about that Marx, about that Marx, no Hegel. We're all about that Marx, about that Marx, no Hegel. <laughs> You're terrible. I'm You're terrible. Your You're terrible. Gonna tell those bourgeoisie bitches that. Okay, that's it. I promise enough. No more. Time out. I do. I, like I do have some small hopes. I will catch on to that. Yes, please. Somebody make it a thing because it cannot just have existed in that small space of time. Oh, um, oh, we try to keep it fun around here. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> because I, I feel like politics and all that kind of stuff are pretty dry subjects. And most people just, you know, they're like, oh, God, it's so boring. It's like, ew, you're into politics? Yeah. Like, get away from me. <laughs> that's most people, yeah. That's Did most you do people. anything interesting? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it is interesting. Yeah. That's it, yeah. It's like yeah. my parents are like, ever since you've become political, you're so angry. <laughs> that's true. You can't say anything. I'm exercising my free speech, which I think is a thing that, you know, just segueing with the whole free speech thing, Sure. you know, like there are people who say that any boycotting or banning of uh, films such as The Red Pill is an attack on freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, we'll see. This is, this will sound controversial, but I guess I'll explain. I'm not really like a believer in free speech. In, in in this sense is that uh, you know there's this like liberal idea you know like this Lockean idea about you know the individual and you know they should be able to you know have, have the ability to say whatever they want and it's sort of it's like it's evolved in this sort of libertarian notion about just being able to do anything and um, humans don't work like that we're, we're not individuals living in a vacuum mm. you know we don't just there's no it's not like there's no consequences we live collectively in a society we always will we always have even if you have no government there will still be co-ops and collectives of people so that there's there's never going to be the individual you know uh you know russonian savage man that walks around and like is independent that doesn't exist you know um so uh this idea that you know my individual free like free freedom to, to say this and that shouldn't be implemented well you know there are consequences to certain things that you say mm. and um you know uh, we're seeing that now for instance with the um with the with the plebiscite there was like that ad yeah. um, that like it just came out and uh you know the the mum they, they were conflating the issue of gay marriage with 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 children, ah yes, yeah, right. all that old behind the children, yeah, right. And um, and I read an article today that, that there was already like a line where apparently the the mother that said, oh, they said my kid could wear a dress to school. Apparently that never happened. So like again, this is just a lie, right? But I mean, there's, there's I mean lots of like misinformation and stuff like that, like you know, um, so so being able just to say whatever you want in order to get your way, or because you know. You think you can, you you should have the right to be able to say it. Um, 
isn't something that necessarily means that you should you mean I don't agree that you should necessarily be able to say it because people's lives do get impacted like because of this person lying on the TV maybe somebody's convinced for instance to vote against gay marriage even though the argument's not about gay marriage in that video you know mm. so, 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 so this, this ability just to be able to like you know um, say whatever you want and think that doesn't have any consequences is is totally incorrect or, 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 the, or what's even worse is to think that well if it has consequences you know it doesn't matter because um, at the end of the day, my my free speech trumps all that sort of stuff. If if I say something and then someone goes out and does something to kill somebody based on what I said, I can't be held accountable for that. And you can one hundred percent be held accountable for that. You mm. know, I mean, I hate to sort of go into you know um, Goodwin's law like so early into a podcast, but you know, you say something like, oh, it doesn't. Like, I guess this is a little bit different, but you know, like. Um, uh, Oh, no, I'll put it into a modern context, you know, like with this sort of, you know, um, can you hold like Hitler accountable, for instance, for like modern day neo-Nazis, right? Mm. So it's like, well, yes, you can hold Hitler accountable for that. Like he's not, you know, necessarily, um, he's not around now. He's not like, you know, authorizing people to, to do things, but his words and his actions had impact, you know, and if there was just, and there are powerful figures today in, um, in, in America, for instance, that have, um similar viewpoints who have like you know particular uh purchase and stuff so like you know um, trump <laughs> yeah well, trump, well trust you know what that, that's actually better than what i said trump's trump's a perfect example of that you know i was still waiting for that. i knew you were going to and i was going to and then i thought no i'm gonna let her have it it's my little, my little yeah. one said uh, my apologies no that, 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 that's actually that's actually a better example than, than what i had yeah. to say you know and and it's it's funny because it's even in his case it's kind of the lack of what he of what he doesn't say mm. you know and more so than what he actually does say because Violence like he, he, yeah he neutralizes oh, the issue <laughs> yeah but definitely i think you know the I, that's why i think you know this idea that like oh hate speech is is free speech and um no because i be, what i believe to be truly free is the because uh, this is the idea of freedom there's this really basic um dictionary definition which means i can do what i want the most the most amount of things i can do without being impeded upon is the more freedom I have and that's a really basic non-philosophical notion of what freedom is it's just this I, it's just this word but uh, when you start to actually look at what that what that means um, well then then um, you, you can start to think about freedom a little bit differently like for me freedom is the ability to be able to have a good and healthy life mm. to, to, to be able to like live in a society without being worried about you know, something happening to me without having anxiety and fear. You know, um, to be to be mentally free in this in this way to be to be able to know that you know I can, I'm gonna be able to survive in a society um, and be able to live in a society and be accepted. That's true freedom to me. You know yeah. that that that's what that that that's what it means to be free is, is to be able to go outside and not be subjected to to, to being marginalized in some way. Yeah. You know, it's m most you know white straight people don't don't have that. Um, Ha uh, have that kind of uh, thought in their head because they because 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 the, to them the only thing that they cherish is this idea to talk. So, um, but to be able to go out there and to be free, that to me is free. And so yeah. when that kind of when you have um, when you have hate speech, it really uh, uh, marginalizes people and their ability to to be safe. And if you can't be safe where you live, then how are you free? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like so as a woman, you get told, "Oh, don't walk." 
places at night time. Um, make sure you've got your keys in your fists just in case. Um, even on this campus, which uh, we keep anonymous, we were told not to go through a certain part at night time just in case. Yeah. And like that's, I mean, that, that's kind of horrible to think that I can't just walk down a road in the middle like at night time to get a bus because I might get, I don't know, killed or something. There's this whole thing, like, um, like lately the, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take the, a look at um, the Reclaim Australia party and the party for freedom at, in intervals uh, later on because it's so chunky you can carve it. Yeah, so I totally get that thing about not feeling safe. I feel like um, some men's rights activists have said that they don't feel safe. They don't, and. Again, I hear this from a lot of uh, right-leaning people who say they don't feel safe um, identifying as um, as conservative because <laughs> I don't know, like they're because they kind of racist or a bigot. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're afraid of the label. <laughs> they're afraid of yeah, names yeah. being called, um, being called, and that you know, left-leaning people are somehow become more militant and more angry and violent. And I, I don't know where that comes from exactly, but. Um, what do you think about all that? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that that just goes to show that, like, you know, the only thing that conservative people are afraid of is name calling, as opposed to people who are, you know, um, in other marginalized groups, you know, afraid of being like physically assaulted and, you know, whatnot. Um, but uh, in terms of um, the idea that the left are getting more violent, I mean. <laughs> It good like, like honestly like no like it's a, it's a, it's it's honestly like about time um like I mean because it'd be personally like it's just one of these things I mean you know um it it eventually somebody ends up getting violent and um you know for instance you see the um what happened in the U S in Charlottesville mm. you know and if that was the left having done something the the U S media would have had a firestorm with it and um. Um, I mean, I mean, to, to be fair, at this point, actually, there was a lot of condemnation of that. But I think just because so, because it was so obvious and so vivid that there were actual Nazis at that thing, mm. that, that that there was widespread condemnation. But like, typically, what you will see in terms of trends in 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 the US is that um, things that have a more conservative orientation are treated less severely than things that have a more uh, left uh, left wing orientation in terms of certain. Uh, political events, you know. Yeah. Um, so they, and they they almost put a more onus or more responsibility on the left than they do put on the right, and you see that in sort of the the political circles there. So like, um, you'll see that you know they'll they'll give passing they'll they'll, they'll pass over a certain Republican, you know, sway this day, but, but certain things that Republicans might say in the Senate. But then if a Democrat comes out and attacks them in some way, it'll be like, oh wow, like this is on. There's, there's no partisanship here and all that sort of stuff mm. so I mean in terms of the left being violent like you know in, in order look I mean for me you know as somebody who has very leftist politics you know who wants to see that like the like a lot of like you know a, a country like Australia or the US or Canada or whatever you know these countries aren't leftist enough you know they're they're imperial they're imperialist countries that not only do a lot of damage to the indigenous and native people and mm. to to all sorts of marginalized groups in, in the country, but they do a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems overseas. So I think there needs to be a fundamental shakeup in the system, and I think the left actually needs to come up. I mean, the problem is is something like Antifa, for instance, which I support. Um, 
they're not an organized political group. They're just yeah. they're, they're they're random people that collect collectively come together to sort of do things. But but then this is sort of misconfusion that people think that they're like communists or or they whatever. think they're like alt left, mm. as yeah. if there's like some kind of yeah. thing about alt right being mm. like the equivalent, which is yeah. completely different. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not. There's no such real thing as alt left. No, it's not. It's just a buzzword that Steve Bannon came up with. That was Who's just basically that's it, yeah. That's it, <laughs> white yeah. supremacist. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they used to conflate the two, and because it, it's, it's it's not a genuine political term, it's it's, it's just not. So yeah, basically yeah. So, but what what actually um, grinds my gears a bit is is when they start saying oh the left is being fascist because I mean then you just then you just talking because <laughs> oh, then you because then you're actually just talking to somebody who actually has no understanding of, of politics at all, you know because because fascism is on the complete opposite end of the political spectrum exactly you know mm-hmm. then then anybody else so like for me when people say that it's like well you know it, it just goes it just goes to show that some people actually don't know what these terms mm. really mean mm. yeah i mean i had an argument with someone online and uh they were saying about how you know liberal fascists blah 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 and i was like um you see when you look at liberal as a political leaning you'll see that the word liberty lives in there and yeah. if you kind of follow down on the track, like what it's about is in the name, yeah. which is liberal, liberty, freedom. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and fascism is kind of like the antithesis to yeah. that. So, um, does not compute. I mean, how cooked do you have to be <laughs> to no. believe that is a true thing? That's it, yeah. You know? and that, yeah, that, and that, that's really it. So this is just some of the things to me that just, just really annoy me because a lot of people just do not understand political terminology at all. And, that, and, 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 it, 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 and if they do, which they don't, but if they did, it would be even more like alarming because they would say things that like, oh, you know, I've, I see things. Like I, I am like um, in a uh, right-wing group. An Australian right-wing group, mm. um, just because I okay, like to see how they talk and discuss things and stuff like yeah. that. I never post in it because, like, obviously, as soon as I do, I'll blow my cover. But like, mm. um, it's just sort of just really interesting to see, to see that some some things they they say. You know, like, you know, they'll, they'll say how like um, like Bill Shorten's a communist and stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> and it's just like he's the furthest thing from the from, from a communist that like you know or they said you know even once oh you see God. like people on the people on the right saying how Hillary Clinton's a communist or Barack Obama's I'm like they're not they're the, fur, they're the furthest possible thing I mean Barack Obama's further right than Malcolm Turnbull like that that's that's the reality of the situation and it's like it's like are you serious like you, you can't and, and, and but it's no it's because he's black obviously and he's and he's and he's and he's part of the "Quote unquote center left, which is really a centrist center right party, the Democratic Party, and it's like that, and like, but you know, because they want to like that this binary system, and that's mm. you know, that's you know, they they're just like no, that's left, and that encompasses everything that is left, and you know, right is encompasses everything that's right, and it's just like, no, it's like like Hillary Clinton doesn't get support from you know members of Antifa or from like like genuine like people who have genuine rights with like the American establishment that doesn't work you know like so it's 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 very frustrating to see that people just want to throw around like make these terminologies buzzwords mm-hmm. in order to scare people and it's just yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. <laughs> so I was still like, Googling, but I didn't know about the shorten thing. I'm sure you could oh, slap the guy and he still wouldn't bite you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. So they, this week you missed it because, yeah. you you know, you have things that you have to do and you have more of a life than I do. But um, <laughs> they described shorten as uh, being like Fidel Castro. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm like, um... I, I, I mean, no. I, I, I think no. Just, just adding into what you were saying before, like, just 
people, you know, misunderstanding, you know, political terminology. I think it's also just, I, I think even if you don't understand history, if you just read about history, um, and I'm also just reflecting on what you mentioned about about the left, you know, you know, sort yeah. of, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying they need to be violent, but I think yeah. history has shown that, you know, to you know, to, there is a certain point where people do get frustrated, and you know, like say with what's happening with Black Lives Matter as an example, or even going further back and going into second wave feminism. Like if they didn't, you know, get the shits, you know, that and start where, protesting, where, every, where, 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 where would shit? we be? You no, know, well, every every social progress has come about through violence. Mm. Yeah, that that that's literally if you just mm. look at it historically, that's just been the case. Mm. You know, I mean, and and any time that a mar- a, a, a marginalized group tries to do something within quote unquote the system, like it never works out. Martha Luther, Ma- Martin Luther King got shot. Yeah. There was a guy in a suit. He had this, uh, you know, and what happened to him at the end of the day? He got shot. You mm. know, and 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 funny enough, he got shot around the time that he started moving away from uh from blacks rights issues when he started talking about capitalism he started trying mm-hmm. to talk about unions and organizing that and stuff like that so you know um when you start trying to work within the system like it really you know becomes ineffective because they um it's not built for it's not it's not built for that kind of it, it's not built to evolve in that way mm-hmm. you know and to me that's the reason why like I you know and like yeah like I honestly don't have a problem with um uh, I don't, I don't have a problem with the violence because the violence is being perpetrated by people who have correct politics, and I mean obviously that's my opinion, mm. but like you know um, these are people who you know, but there's a clear distinction between the two different types of people. We're talking about you know ethno nationalists, yeah. you know, and people who um, are traditionalists in terms of like their um, in terms of their their, their ideology. Um, so they have an extremely regressive way of thinking yeah. compared to people who want equality, you know, and um, progressive values. Like, those are two separate camps of people. Mm. And, um, you know, if one of the... And, and, and if the one that's fighting for the progressive... Uh, for, the, for, for, the, for, for the progressive policies and for and fighting for equality, then if, if you know, you know, it sounds like a slippery slope argument, but if, but if they, have to, they have to be acting violently against people who are trying to, you know, actively stop the... stop progress, well, then that's... That's what you have. I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, that's what's happened historically throughout the past, and I think that's just the way that Nate, that politics takes its course, typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess um, you know, going back to the whole MRA thing, and yeah. you know, your petition that you started. Sure. Because um, I thought like we've gotten so much into politics; it's so interesting. Yeah. How did you come across the the film in the first place? Oh, did you have you? Uh, have you seen um. It yeah. I, okay. So I've never seen it. I but the thing the thing is, um, it's funny. I I've obviously like follow a lot of uh, feminist blogs and a lot of feminist groups on Facebook, and the film's been around way longer than um, what uh the thing like I, like I was probably reading about that film. I don't know how or how long it's been for in production. Like. Definitely before last year, I think, mm. um, when it was getting funding and stuff like that. Um, it definitely feels that long ago, anyway. Um, but I was, I've been doing, a, you know, I, I've been involved in those circles quite a bit. And I mean, the feminist circles in particular were ones that were exposing a lot of like Myanmar uh, personalities and people and certain the certain um, MRA ideology. Mm. Um, and uh, so. At that time, but and when I was like uh, more heavily involved in those groups, I think a lot of those groups have been silenced just due to um, 
people coming in and trying to shut them and report them down and all that sort of stuff. So, so they, they have a very hard time trying to stay around. But I had um, sort of heard about it through there and I uh, was aware of it. Um, it was a GoFundMe or Kickstarter campaign and um, had been made aware that obviously a lot, a lot of MRAs and people had put money into uh, into the funding of the thing. So I knew that even from then it was going to have this particular bias or slant and it apparently does um i mean i've seen clips from it but i know who they've interviewed people like paul uh elam I think oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah so like i mean like i mean and you know i mean and and um and that woman i forget her name the honey badger woman what's like her cassie name cassie j cassie j whatever her name yeah, there's is a, yeah. there's a couple they're, they're part of a crew right? they're just short she's shorthand she has a boy a kid boy and it's like it's part of her justification this whole thing anyway um yeah so I'm familiar with a lot of politics of all these sorts of people and you know again you know um I don't know I mean it's it, 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 it the whole thing sounds very very such as like oh you know I started out this as a feminist and then you know I was got into the lives of these people and you know I tr- changed my story and my perspective around and I'm just like really like if you're convinced by the arguments of these people then I can't imagine you held like any real particular strong like feminist values or ideas because the ideas that I've I've heard these guys perpetrate way before this video came out or this this movie came out um, are demonstrably false mm. you know or are twisted in a way that you know just victimizes um, men I mean this is this is the this is the general problem with men's rights movements is that they're never about men's rights I mean uh, you know like feminism ironically enough is about men's rights because yeah. it's about you know breaking down um toxic masculinity and about um you know taking off the pressures of men to have to conform to certain uh societal norms quote unquote or yeah. gender roles and all this stuff. i mean the feminism fights for gender equality i mean that's essentially what it is yeah um it has the word feminism obviously because it has roots in getting equality for women who were you know way uh, who, who who you know obviously were mistreated yeah when, when it started i mean that, that's just that's where it comes from you know, you, you know it's the branding it's the branding of it exactly yeah, yeah. right but i mean but it, it's, it's politics have grown over the course of the of, of you know the decades so um the funny thing with men's rights activists i mean if you ever see them it's constantly talking about how bad feminism is and yeah. why feminism it, it's never about and when they do it's always about you know like um like they, I mean, they they try to talk about oh well you know, women in divorces and this and all that sort of stuff and it's like well I mean you know what the problem is right it's the justice system and you know the justice system based guess what on like these ideas and these gender norms and these societal roles and yeah. stuff and it's and it's again it's these issues that feminism can all solve mm. if you took away you know um, a lot of these this t- toxic masculinity that, that that comes along but they but they they want to keep that they want to keep these traditional ideas about you know what I'm a man so I should be able to go and take a woman out and ask her out so they're going to have all these really toxic ideas about uh, being a man but at the same time they complain about how oh well you know it's a progressive society and you know I can't do this because I'm a man you know what I mean it's it's very confusing that way yeah I mean I think that there's in, in a lot of arguments just to do with even if we just talk about equality in general that it's at some point um, somebody's got to surrender some power you can't it can't just be like it just can't be one side and I think that's uh, kind of leaning towards that it's it, it seems like they just want the power to go 
one one way not to not to level it out and yeah. and they seem like derailing tactics like what you mentioned i think we've we've heard those arguments before about yeah. um uh, about cu- the custody battles that you know they don't question the the system you know yeah. they're just saying it's women just taking away kids that's and, it and they have it instead of just um uh, you know uh, just calling it out for what it is like there are bad people it doesn't matter who you are if you're a bad person you'll try to do you'll do whatever you'll you'll manipulate the system but that doesn't mean that an entire group is responsible yeah Yeah, it's kind of like just cherry picking certain things and then applying it to everyone you know what i mean Mm. and i and that's really problematic because i think i said it before on this podcast that you can't always say always Mm. because always is just kind of blots out all the particulars you know um and i think another thing uh that you know we said it as well is that it's not it's the system that's the problem it's not the men it's not the women particularly it's the system that creates the injustices right and like so that was the first pod uh episode Mm -hmm. we did for this podcast when we were talking about uh the men's rights activist movements and Mm and all this stuff and we got pretty hammered by a lot of them uh, online they, they got angry and well, then, you know, they didn't feel hammered like we yeah we were just you know just it laughing was a, because we knew that it was all taken out of context we knew that they were like just basically just inventing shit you know calling like, us misandrous you, you know stuff. like say like like saying that you know we're, we're the exact that was the first one and saying like that we that we you know said not to watch the film when we actually never said that at all you yeah, know like, even Clementine yeah. Ford was like we can't stop people from watching it yeah you know, people are going to download it. People are going to find a way to see it. I mean, that's the thing with anything that's banned or anything that's, um, you know, that's being restricted. People are always going to find a way. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's what the internet's there for. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Like the whole the whole thing that I find is that you know, like now that we've we've gone there, you know, we've been, we've seen, we conquered. Mm. Um, we stand by our comments. Mm. You yeah. know. That we did in the first one that really like everything's kind of like really cherry-picked and um it's question it's questionable that they don't um what's the guy's name elam paul elam elam paul elam they don't like okay so if i was interviewing that guy i would really like stick it to him i would be like okay no really why do you have these beliefs don't just sit there and give me some stop story or don't just sit there and tell me that you know that rape isn't a thing you know, because that's yeah. he's a he's a proper rape apologist. That guy, yeah. he gave me the creeps. Like you know how like when you see someone like that, you're the, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, but I'm thinking about him now. I'm just doing it. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, it it seems like a lot of the, the sort of the questionnaires in the film weren't really challenging anything. It was just uh, no. uh so I, I think that says a lot about her methodology. Friends, Cassie Jane, like her methodology. Um, I think we were talking about how she sort of starts with a hypothesis and then tries to go with a conclusion where it's um I mean there's all sorts of different methodology like I for one go for the you know you go for an and it's not necessarily the, the, the there's no real right way it depends on your methodology but as a preference you know because I'm studying dig- digital cultures is um you know you make your observations and then based on your findings whether you're doing you know qualitative quantitative or, or both um then you sort of try to not necessarily come to a conclusion but then you can have your hypotheses but she's done the complete opposite, opposite. yeah and yeah. and you, you can't i mean you, it's limited to what you can you can gain you know data wise out of just you know interviewing and just you mean yeah you can sort of let them say what they they want but that's not necessarily going to 
um, give you the answers you need to come to um, to, a, to, a, to a conclusion that really gets to the root of the question like not just in this documentary but just in, in any any kind of research so yeah that was something that we, we found that we found fairly lacking in there mm. it just doesn't doesn't challenge and the lack it, of yeah. reflexivity just mm. in just completely like she's she did this something um, where she was talking about how um, uh, God, what was it? She had this interview thing where she was talking to a group of people about her film. Right. And oh, yes, that yeah, one. Yeah, that one. And she was saying things like, oh, but, you know, I wasn't putting myself in their shoes and blah, 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 and all this stuff. It's, And I think, like, she was bringing a lot of her own assumptions into the making of the film to begin with. Um, and then building her narrative around those assumptions. Yeah, we thought that was pretty shifty. So, and we also, it, it's like it sounded like her initial, you know, feminist ideology is more sort of towards white feminism. So there didn't seem to be any sort of um, intersection, intersection or... about like including women of color. It should seem to just be basing it on her own experience. Like she says something about like when she was acting. That you know she'd you know um, be given like sexist roles or something like that, but um, but it's just it's very it's a very limited frame to mm. to base your own ideology on without taking account you know every everybody else, and so it's so um, I don't know have the exact words, but it basically starts out like like you know like thinking that you know all men are pigs and what whatever you know just the sort of the, the general um, assumptions and. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you. I think you're always going to somehow carry some bias somewhere. That's that's normal. But I think, uh, personally, that in doing any kind of research, you try your best not to throw in your own bias. Otherwise, it can it it can sort of distort that conclusion towards the end. I think it's, and I think that's you know why you know it's all considered a social science because it's it's very much and, and me I've and I've studied you know, you know proper like, science like proper like laboratory <laughs> science. Mm -hmm. It's a very it's the the you know, the methodology is quite similar. You try to it's it, you try to take a you try not to go in with assumptions and there's you know you could read a lot of history where you know. Um, you know, scientists that have had an assumption, like you know, say one one that I actually read in gender studies was where um, uh, in uh, stroke victims, it was assumed that um, you know because I think it was classically thought that you know men thought you know with their um, was that called the lateral yeah uh, the sorry right side of the, the brain right side of the, oh no that's the the left side of the brain the women more the right side of the brain that. Um, that then you know they'll that if they had a stroke and it affected the right side, talking about women, that it was just going to so it's basically just going to you know not going to have a, barely any intellect like after the stroke. But of course, it turns out that as I think it's well accepted that um, when you have a stroke, uh, your brain attempts to adapt like whatever you've lost and shifts it to to the other side, right, right, right. and so that sort of disproved that myth. So so those biases, so a lot of that is taken into account these days in, in, mm. in scientific research. So so it's not just about you know laboratory science it's also in, in social science which um i would include you know documentaries because at the end there's no point if it's if you're going to take in bias we're not going to get to any real truth at the end and i think that's what that this documentary lacks at, to, at, at the end and and i think like what you're suggesting it seems like it's more divisive rather than enlightening uh, the audience and you know and, uh, and some you know a few people that have reviewed it would you know even suggest that it's da it's a very dangerous um message so, so do you think it's a dangerous message that it's sending out? Is that why 
Yeah, well, look, I, I honestly like I don't I, I don't even give her that much that much credit to be honest. I just think it's just a, a just just a hit job really. Or I just think that you know she she was she got money and funding from, um, you know, men's rights activists or people who are you know in, involved in men's rights or or, or uh, just just men who, who who support that kind of stuff, and that's where she was going to base her film on and you know especially I think you know being a woman I think that like her her being a woman and making a documentary sort of was like oh well then this definitely gives credence because like look she's a woman and she's talking about this and mm-hmm. I think that you know and then having access to the high high profile people you know um not only made it a field that was appealing to um to people of that ilk but also you know this concert was going to be controversial to obviously feminists who would go out of their way to sort of just see it and tear it apart which you know again it's just one of these things that I think obviously it needs to be addressed you know I'm, I'm not one of these people that says you know oh you know just ignore it like how Tina Fey said the other day about um she's the, the, also the, problematic yeah, as fuck that's though. it that's it that's what I'm saying like she, her, her whole thing was like oh ignore the Nazis and I'm like no that's what happened last time like you know like <laughs> exactly. like you know like let's, you can't, let us remember Germany rest yes. in peace. yeah you know so um yeah, it's, it's so I don't I necessarily I'm not going out of the way to say ignore it, but like yeah, I just just think it, she was she you know she wanted to make some money, get a little fame out of it too, and I think she basically achieved that. I mean, she's been on the pro, I think she's been on the project two times, so they don't know at least once, but um she's been interviewed here and all of all, all of the world for it. You know, she made just made the one film like mm. you know anybody you know like that's not hard like to do. You can easily say something really outlandish you want and you can you can make and that's that's what she's done you know and um yeah i think that she's just basically made essentially a propaganda film for men's rights activists to make him probably come across come across from come across as you know not the kinds of people that they are but if you take a deeper look and all you have to do is go on the websites you know um return of kings which is run by uh oh. v you know, pick oh, up V, you mean? Yes, V, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right. He's a he's a he's a men's pickup artist, but he also again self proclaims you know men's rights activist as well. Poor Elam. I mean, there's a bunch. There's a there's honestly there's, there's like a you know um, what's his name? Um, uh, David Serini. He's another mm. one. Oh yeah. You know, um, you know, a, yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these Jordan Owen, a lot of these people. Uh, you know, that they say. You know, and they want. I mean, it's it's just it's just amazing. They all share the same sort of characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not only are they, you know, uh, misogynistic, but they also happen to be homophobic. They also happen to be racist. And you know, you have to start questioning yourself, like, what's really going on here? I mean, how much of you know, how much of this is really just tied into you know, I hate to sort of make it, but it's just you know, um, disjected loner white male syndrome. That's you mm-hmm. know, that's like. Like Elliot Rogers. Like Elliot Rogers, you know, like he's like you know you know like honestly like you know like that that kid was just a, was just a, a sick and evil person, but like you know, I have a feeling that like had he gotten lucky by pure coincidence one day and had had sex with somebody, he probably wouldn't have felt that way. It's just so personal and so selfish for him mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. you know um, because you know he thought that his money and his you know his dad being a like a famous editor or whatever it was in Hollywood would grant him all this sort of access so like just the you know what is it the entitlement the entitlement exactly the privilege like he like you know like like he like he was so like you know I think someone like Elliot Roger who you know because people are just like oh you know that guy was mentally ill you know and it's like I don't think he was mentally ill 
You know, like, I think it's really disingenuous to pass that off as somebody who's, you know, I think he was a selfish, privileged kid who had all these notions about being able to go to college and drive around in a really fancy car that he would be able to pick up women like that because Mm. that's what movies and television and society told him what Mm. would happen. And because he was an awkward teenager, you know, or awkward young adult, you know, and wasn't able to have access to all these sorts of things, he felt like, oh, you know, his entitlements were taken away from him Mm. and started just to believe the sort of, like, bullshit that he read online, which is about, you know, women just want gold diggers and, oh, they just want the alpha male and, oh, the the, the arsehole guy, all these stupid stereotypes. Which is so not true. No, no. We've got real-life examples, like, from, sadly, from friends and family that we know, obviously, we're not going to mention, but this is a a typical one we've we've both had um, in the past where, say, we've had a, a male friend, let's just say male friend, friend for now that uh would you know might say oh i got so angry because you know feminists are calling all, all us men pigs and we just want to treat women a certain way la 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 they get so angry and it's like why are you so angry and it's i think this like mixes in into tone policing so it's like if they get angry it's okay uh, and i mean the sort of people that get upset uh, um they get angry it's okay but if you know, if Bunny or I get upset, or any other other woman, it's like you know we're like out of control. So we're out like of control. And um, so anyway, going back to that comment, we said, and I was just laughing at him, and he's just, oh, why, why are you finding it so funny that I'm angry that I'm being called, you know, a sexist, whatever? And it's like, well, it's it's as it's funny, like, you know, like we've grown up in our childhood. I think it's that that I think that. Uh, the people that say that don't look at the other side like for example our childhood we grew up in very conservative families like we've been told our entire lives like it just became normalized that you know oh we're girls so you know we're soft and you know we're not supposed to be scandalous yes oh and you know you're not intelligent enough to know this like we grew up with all this it's you know it's for us it's very real we didn't question it because it was just in your face from family members and everything so we've grown up with all this and then all of a sudden one guy gets angry you know so so it's like he expects us to understand that when when we've had to deal with it all our lives so it's kind of like you know who are you asking for sympathy it's like yeah well i mean that's that's the thing like i just think like i said i just think that like you know a lot of the participants in 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 men's rights activists are just very disingenuous i don't think it has anything to do with men's rights Mm. uh, because most of those men aren't married don't have any you know i mean like there's there's, there's, none of these people experience the sorts of things that they're complaining about you know and i feel like um, you're trying to say loser yeah but but that's honestly it though a lot of it's just this this this, this, you know they're, they're, they're dejected because they don't fit into society a lot of these people that hang out on reddit and they um and they, they, they can't get dates because they're socially they're socially awkward and they think that, that it's nothing to do with them because you know women now obviously it's the 21st century there's mm. been a lot of progress being made mm. and because women now don't have to be like they are in the 50s where you know um they don't have, you know, like they, they've they, got control. They got, they, they got control of their lives, and, they, they, and that that privilege is being is being slowly taken away. You know that they, that they have that entitlement to to, to women. Mm. That you know, and again, it becomes about them, right? Mm, so yeah. I think it's very disingenuous. I think that a lot of them are just disingenuous about really what their positions are. Mm. And I think they're just like, you know, oh look, you know, um, women expect. Um, uh, me to pay the bill still, but you know they won't put out on a first date or something like that. But that's you kind know, of like they, they, comes from this whole idea that a woman owes them something for paying for things. Well, well that's it. Which yeah. is why, like for the longest time, if a guy ever asked me out somewhere, I'll just pay for it because I like until I know them, 
I'm not really sure where I stand on that whole thing. Mm. And it's a it's a really awful <laughs> just, you know, um so really... a friend of mine suggested that I do bad dating stories. <laughs> no. one thing, but so just um okay, so this one time when I went out uh, this guy's like, oh, I'll pay the bill. But I could already tell. You know how like, you just know that they're going to be like, oh, you're going to pull out, you know, put out now. No, 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 no. And so I, I paid for it. And he got a, he got offended by the fact that I paid for dinner. Yeah. Because now, now he had nothing to hold over me. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's predatory at its, at its yeah. core. Like, you know, yeah. because women, we're sort of, okay, the other thing about women is that we're taught to always be polite. You know what? Yeah. To quote two great women, fuck politeness yeah. in this in this scenario, and in many others. I mean, that's how a lot of a lot of stuff happens because um, I think that entitlement also comes from mm. you know these yeah these these gender norms that have been yeah. just smacked into our heads from the time that we were born. Yeah. Um, and something you said before about like everything being seen on a binary, that is in. I feel like it's in all cases. Like our, it's almost like our human little minds don't, or in our society, we don't think outside of any binaries. Yeah. You know, even like from a political spectrum, like you're even, you're either like all the way left or all the way right. There's yeah. never and centrism doesn't really exist no. yeah. because I think like in in Western society particularly, we don't like ambiguity. Yeah. And well, I actually you know, this is the this is the funny thing. Actually, before before I get into that, I'll, I'll say you know the the other thing too is is that there are a lot of cases, mind you, that like for instance, men's rights activists don't talk about trans men. Yes. Okay. Why? They're men, right? But no, not yes. to them. They're not right. Yeah. Or black men, or Chinese men, or whatever. It's always white. And this is this is what I'm saying. It's a it's a disingenuous front, mm. and they, and they do a pity party with that, you know. And sort of the the, the centrist thing. I actually think that's. Um, I just want to kind of, kind of see it a bit different. I, I see it in the sense that I think a lot of people think it's smart to be centrist in this sort of way. It's like, it's like this idea where it's like, well, you know, like, why don't you get policies from here and policies from there and, you know, it works out in the sense. And I'm like, but, I mean, that's literally what's failing all around the world. Like, that's what, that I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I would say she's more, she's more right-wing, but like Hillary Clinton, for instance, is, is probably a centrist, right? At least a classical centrist, right? Mm. And she, she, she failed big time, you know? Um, and the, and and that kind of politics is failing all, all over the world. I mean, the same thing happened in the UK. Um, was it Owen Smith? Is his name was running against Jeremy Corbyn for the Labour leadership? Yeah. Again, someone who tried to be a centrist, who was a Blairite, failed again. You know, um, uh, and the, the there's a there's the, this this idea and and this idea too. That's like oh, there's got to be good ideas on the left and right. Not really. Like we we we're just we're just prone to thinking that like oh things have a good and bad and everything has a good and bad. Mm. That's not necessarily the case. Like I don't think there's any real particular uh, right wing policy that's good. Like I just like I mean all I think all genuine good policy comes with. I mean obviously someone's gonna think all the right, but like this idea that you can borrow and cherry pick. I mean honestly, I think that's you know that I think this is the sort of way that the capitalism sort of stalls a little bit. But like you know. You know, I don't, I don't see what's what's great about like you know whatever whatever might be a middle of the road, right wing policy yeah. like taxes mm. and you know like uh, like like t- tax cuts and stuff. You know, like I'm just mm. I, I don't. Like sometimes I do wonder if there is a real middle of the road. Like we all talk about, you know, things being in a in a scale or a binary or there's like the grey in between, but like you never really know where that where that middle line is. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing too. I think it's you know again, and it's actually funny because I think being a centrist is almost 
um, being a standing in for the status quo. And that's almost always normally a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. So people who are, you know, trying to be, um, for instance, like people who will say like, um, you know, oh, I don't want to vote in the plebiscite because, not because, it's like because, you know, I don't like voting, you know, um, uh, or whatever, or they're trying to take on a centrist position like that, you know. Mm. Um, it's like, well, like, sorry, sorry, well, that's not centrist, but saying, saying, you know, I just don't like voting. Well, by not voting, you're already choosing the no vote because yeah. that's the status quo, that the no is already the status quo. So by not voting, you're not voicing an opinion. Mm. And, and, and even though you say, I oh, could I support gay marriage, but, you know, like, I don't like that I have to compulsory vote because of my freedom of speech. You know, I want to be able to choose whether or not I vote or not or whatever. Mm. I mean, there are people who are like that in Australia, right? Yeah. They don't like the fact that they have to vote and they donkey vote every year. Mm. And this idea that it's like, well, if you don't vote, you just support the status quo. Yeah. And, and you can't, and, and I refuse to he- listen to people complain who don't vote. Or, or, they, or, they, or, or donkey vote, you know, and, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't necessarily like the system that we have or a place already, but, you know, the more we can sort of try and push it into one direction, you know, the better. And mm. so this idea that if you don't do anything or if you stand in the, mental, uh, stand in the middle, you automatically seize power to the, the person who is, who is more powerful in that dynamic. Yeah, it's mm. kind of like that old quote that everyone says, you know, for, for evil to prosper or... You, all good men have to do is do nothing. And that's it. Right, yeah. That's it. And that and that's 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 essentially it. And so that's that's why this idea that you know um, people think it's clever or something. And it's a lot of do bros that think that. But it's like it's like <laughs> being centrist. It's, you know, it's 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 that sort of like idea. Where it's like you know like the crazy people on the left, crazy people on the right. I can't tell the difference. Well, then you must be an idiot because I can clearly tell the difference. You know, I mean, it's not to say that there aren't crazy, there aren't bad people on the left. I mean, obviously that there are, but. Um, Again, this this conflation between the two, and it's like you know, Antifa's just as bad as neo-Nazis. It's like it's stupid. It's a false equivalence it anyway. Is. It is because you know there's there is a morality there, you know, and sometimes I think we have to we have a responsibility to look at things from a moral point of view. Yeah. You know, like about the greater good or lives and uh, freedoms and all that kind of thing. You know, oh, we, we really should check the time. <laughs> okay, so wow, we've been going almost an hour. There you go. Wow. But yeah, this is what happens when we talk politics. Like, yeah. you know, we're obviously having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so I guess um, I don't know. You had a couple of things for mm. our listeners to wrap it up with. We um, always have the little questions. Uh, I suppose because uh, we were talking about this as well. Um, um, you know, seeing that, uh, just our reflections with the with the documentary. So, I don't know. Is there from your from your perspective, what do you think need needs to be done to sort of you know create more more awareness? Is there any way of getting around the MRA? Should they be ignored? Uh, should should you know what should people do in, instead? Uh, look, I think yeah, I know it's a bit of a pertinent yeah. question. I yeah, suppose, well, look, but, look, yeah. yeah, well, look, I think ignoring people is never the good way to go necessarily. Mm. Um, I think they're easy. I mean, obviously, the really dumb ones are easy to ignore, but the ones that seemingly have more quote-unquote complex answers are the ones that are more public and more viral. I definitely think you know. I mean, it's it's important to adjust. Like you know, uh, I guess what wasn't revealed here. I mean, because you guys don't really know, but I wasn't really a feminist up until maybe like even like about you could go back to what like 
five, six years ago, like, mm. I'd watch, like, someone like The Amazing Atheist, you know, like, and I'd be like, oh, this is actually a pretty decent, you know, viewpoint, like, or, like, Thunderfoot on YouTube, again, someone who, someone who's like, oh, you know, feminism's bad, this and the other, and it's like, yeah, it's actually, like, pretty balanced, like, you know, I'm an egalitarian or something like that, or, you know, it's like, I believe in just equal rights, and it's like, you're totally under missing understanding the point, yeah. you know, and especially when you're watching, like, particular, like, YouTube channels or listening to certain podcasts or reading certain material, you're going to in- in develop an echo chamber that way. And one of the most valuable tools I had in my politics growing is just listening, you know. And um, I think more people obviously need, in, in order for people to listen, there needs to be more people to talk. And yeah. so I definitely think that, you know, yeah, I think you just need to constantly be as loud and as aggressive, but at the same time, obviously articulate. You can't just like be screaming, you know, bloody murder. But like, yeah, I think you need to be, be articulate, loud, and be prominent. I don't think anybody should ever stop being political in this way, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then in this way, I think. You know the people who are going to listen are going to listen and change. I think I think there are people on you know money on both sides. Really. I think you can get leftists that might go right wing and right wing people go leftist. You know what I mean some some people are idiots that way, but um, <laughs> some people can be really easily fooled. You know, but but to, to, to answer the question, I I think there are there's some people who are never going to be never going to change. They're yeah. just going to be who they are. Mm. Uh, but there are people who are undecided or independent or some on that side that might change. And if you can, if, and the argument, the the, the the thing that is on our side, I guess, is that the arguments aren't hard to make, yeah. and they're and they're true arguments. They're, they're they're not false equivalencies. And I think, you know, all you have to do really is just present those arguments. And I think that's the best way to sort of sort of combat that that kind of uh, misinformation that's out there. Mm. Mm. I, I think it goes back to sort of the etymology of the of the word feminism like I think a lot of people don't understand they don't read the history that you know feminine you know what we discussed that feminism is is about re- is about reaching equality it's not about uh, I mean I suppose part of that initial the initial definition was just it was just simply meant women to stand up for themselves but it had virtually nothing to do with me, you know man hating or mis- misandry as a lot of no, People it's a, it's a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a second you know. wave stereotype, which is just like, again, you know, women, you know, don't want to shave and they hate men. And, and bra the, burning. The, the bra burning. Yeah, it's all this 70s and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when feminism took on a... Because this is the thing with rights movements, right? And this is the same thing that's happening with Black Lives Matter and stuff. It's that, you know, it's like... Because you, you, you'll hear men's rights activists say, yeah, like, first wave feminism was fine, right? Because all it was about was, like, voting and stuff, Right. Okay, cool. But then you start to get the second or third wave and it becomes a lot more problematic for them because they're yeah. like, well, you know, you already have the right to vote. You can already go to work. Shut up. And it's like, yeah, but the problems are deeper than but like the, the legislation, you know, just being, oh, you have the same as this. It's about like systematic oppression, you know, and that's a lot more difficult to see, especially when you're not in that perspective. It, you know, guys don't see you know, girls getting catcalled or being oh. demeaned in public, you know, like, a guy yeah. might say something to you, like, 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 man, like mansplain something to you, like, oh, but, but, like, like, a lot of guys don't think that's a real thing, mm. you oh, know? it is. You know, mm. yeah. And also, like, on the event of catcalling, when was the first time you got catcalled? Oh, Jesus, probably... 
probably as early as 11 or something like that. Yeah, I was 12. Was I remember maybe even, maybe even being younger. 12 and being catcalled. Probably, yeah. and probably be even, even, I dare say I might even go even even younger. Like maybe not not the sort of catcalling you hear as you're, you know, maturing, but you sort of get it in, uh, in sort of subtle forms, even in primary school. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you know, ooh, what time do you skirt? I used to have like eight, you know, like, yeah. you know, like in third grade, you know, so, so even from there, it's, you know. It begins, the sexualization of, of it girls. It begins very yeah. subtle. You don't think of it, and even we didn't think about it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, and that's so, yeah. It made you yeah. feel bad in the heart. But, but it's like, but no one, the yeah. adults would say, oh, they're just being boys, you boys know. Boys will be boys. Or sometimes the girls would get, too. like, the, yeah. the girls also, because, you know, I think to a certain point, we, in our first podcast, we said, yeah, we've, we probably internalized. A uh, lot of that, a lot, shit. lot of yeah. misogyny ourselves. Our of course, we had yeah. to un- unpack that in the, in the years and uh, and and sort of realize the, the root of the problem. Yeah. Because at one point, you know, when we couldn't fit into we used to like, the popular groups, yeah, we used yeah. to get upset. Oh, these bloody bitches! You know, the way we dress is not good enough. You know, they're all against us. We're just going to join the boys. Of course, that didn't work out either. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is I, I think a lot of these honey badges sooner or later they'll find out. Yeah. And Cassie J's gonna gonna find out sooner or later. Yeah, well, I think they'll yeah, find out. Yeah, so. I think Cassie J's good because I think she has like a she has a son, and I think a lot of her feminine, her, a lot of her defense of that sort of comes from like defending her. I I think I think she I think she has a very motherly sort of. That's mm. just my take. I've seen very little other stuff, but like from what I say, for me, I'm just like that's probably work. I don't I don't know because I I don't understand. I don't honestly don't understand what what you have to gain. From, from 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 being like that, and again, yeah, for me, it's just the perspective issue is the big thing. Because yeah. once it starts to become systematic, then it's not as evident. It's not as like evidence on paper that it's like you know, you have the right, you don't have the right. It's like well, that's like that's a tangible thing, but men can't see, you know, all the stuff that we have. It's the same thing with white people; they can't see all the things that you know, our people of color have to have to go through every day. You know, um, in terms of like being stereotyped about what they do. I mean, now it's becoming more obvious because especially now... with people know, talking about people it. People are talking about People are filming it, especially in terms of, like, relationship with the police and stuff like that. So it's becoming it's becoming more evident, but still, like, there's, there's all the small stuff that comes around where they're like, oh, you know, you're black, you must be good at basketball, all this sort of stuff, you know, these, like, <laughs> this small yeah. stuff, you know, but, like, yeah. it, it matters, you know, and, like, a lot of people, don't, they don't see it because, like, you know, being... It's, it's funny because when you're... Um, I mean, I I don't I you know I have a problematic thing. It's like my my queerness doesn't really um, present itself as much, so people don't pick up on it mm. as, as often. But and I, and I myself have a very heteronormative view of the world, you know. But like the way I get depicted is almost like a blank canvas. I'm white and a male. I can be anything, you know. Um, and so people can ascribe anything to me. But you know, if you're a woman or a person of color or you know, um, uh, you know. I don't know what obviously gay means, but like a lot of some people, you know, some people but who you're, are, you know, because you're not flamboyant or whatever. Mm. People cannot automatically subscribe things to you, you know. And it's like it's like the old saying about like the artwork, you know, if a man paints in a red square, it can be anything, but if a woman paints in a red square, it's like menstrual blood. You know, it's like it's yeah, yeah. You know, it's like oh, the people that oh, it's a woman that painted that, oh, it's probably about a period or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it, that, that, that's and that's the quintessence. Like I, as a guy, I can be any kind of I'm artist. Communist, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it even brings me down. Like I always talk about Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead because they're my favourite shows, really. Um, mm. But one of the characters, main characters in Fear the Walking Dead is Strand. He's a he's a black man, and he's badass. Like, he is so badass. And when he was revealed to be gay, yeah. people lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, yeah, I had because that. Like, <gasps> the comments were like, 
oh, why'd you have to make him gay? You destroyed him, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, no, no. You can be a, a black gay man and still be strong and not flamboyant. Yeah, but that just goes to show the heteronormative view. Because yeah. if, that, if, that, if that character had, like, seen a woman and then turned to her and started to have a relationship with her, nobody would have thought twice about it. But, like, I don't know what the situation was or how, how he revealed that he was gay. But, like, if a guy came on and then there was like some sort of romantic connection people were just being automatically turned off because it's so not in the periphery yeah. of their view that like they're it was just so like, romantic I was yeah. like squeeing like a child I was like oh, oh. it was beautiful yeah. it was a beautiful moment when like they held hands and then they kissed and I was like oh <laughs> it's so beautiful because you never see beautiful things like that in that show yeah, exactly. it's all death and mayhem and suffering and it was like this beautiful mm. moment I was like Oscar, I so what a good thing for you. That's and it, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very emotional, dramatic person. But anyone listening yeah. to this podcast yeah. knows that already. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, so I suppose to sort of closing on the question. Sure. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny we were talking about listening because that was actually a rhetoric that uh, you know Cassie J was like sort of kept you know yeah um, in, in her yeah, in, in her interview. Uh, you know, they yeah, they're just people are not listening. You got to listen, and it's like, well, who exactly? Like, I, but, I but think it, it, it sort of has to go. Both it's, it, but it's both the, but it's demonstrable that they that mm. that what that, that what they're saying is disingenuous. It's just it's demonstrable. There's enough evidence online to to show that these that that these people are not really interested in that kind of stuff or or if they are it's on the bottom of the list because a, a lot of it else has to do with being anti-feminist like you seem like a lot of a lot of these men's rights and it's just like it's like the first thing there's like fuck feminism it's like well, what's that got to do with men's rights mm. like it has nothing to do with men's rights like why are you saying but like you like the first thing i should see is you know and then it's yeah so a lot of it's just again a lot of it's just bullying a lot of it's just misinformation a lot of it's uh, uh, and 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 when you see the kinds of people that are that that are, that generate themselves that sort of that, that 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 orientate themselves around to that. It's the same kind of people. Mm. It's it's yeah. you know, and it's it's the same kind of dejected people. It's the same people who are in the alt right. It's the same people who are finding themselves less and less relevant in a society that's constantly changing. Mm. And yeah. that's really at the core of it is that the dating scene is changing. People aren't used to having to deal with women having autonomy or having equal power or being able to be as expressive as they were you know uh, uh, you know as expressive as they are because they because they weren't that expressive you know as much as like 10 years ago or 15 20 years ago you know yeah so you know this sort of loss of identity you know for for these people is 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 they're, they're at a crisis because they're, they're increasingly losing their power you know and you're seeing that in the media where television's becoming more diverse where uh where um where certain where, where, uh, or, or just media in general is becoming more diverse and you're seeing mm. that kind of stuff um, they, they're feeling threatened because they're used to seeing just white people mm. doing all this sort of stuff and they think that the source of all their problems comes at the expense of left wing politics that's trying to mm. empower everyone else mm. over them and, that, mm. that, and that's yeah. that's, the, that's the really funny thing is yeah. that for them because yeah. The, yeah sorry I was just um, yeah, yeah, no. sorry to interrupt um, because I think that I mean there are organisations that, that are actually trying to do something for men like you know like Beyond Blue and you yeah, know talk about the, the Black Dog you know like I, I feel like these yeah. are actual organisations that are you know instead of trying to attack women they're trying to create a, a space you know for men who, who might feel who you know trying to 
you know escape the social stigma about you know depression or whatever is happening in their lives so um, and I and I think uh, yes a lot of the arguments I've heard from you know MRA or just anti-feminists is it, it's not about finding a solution it's about just bitching basically, it is. <laughs> basically like yeah. a lot of what you've been, you've been saying I'm just yeah. simplifying well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, but that's it. yeah that's it yeah. I mean like, like, like feminism has you know genuine solutions to the problems you know uh, men's rights activists don't you know they, 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 they all they say is that this is the problem mm. you know and the problem would be if we had less of this and it's like well no that's just being regressive mm. yeah. so mm. yeah it's it's it, it's it it's it's I mean it's becoming more it's I don't know if it's because it's becoming less out of my periphery I don't know how how, how I, I know like you know five years ago men's rights activist thing was was very very big you know and I don't know if, if it's sort of dying down a little bit in recent events because mm. of all Mm. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. If it's dying down, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but most of our listeners are men's rights activists. Yes, (laughs) I don't know if you know. Yeah, um, (laughs) we've uh, we've agreed to have a chat to a men's rights activist online who goes by the name of Bane Six 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 AU. Oh, great! What a cool name! I know what I want, and I want it now. I want you, cause I'm Mr. Bane. I love that for you. I'm so he's he's listening right now, but. Every time we think of his name, we think of culture. Was it culture beat? Yeah, I think that's so. Mr. Bane yeah. or uh, Batman. That's probably where it is. That's not the no, end party. Batman, Batman, no, yeah, no, Batman and Robin Bane. Yes, no shade. <laughs> that movie was amazing. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, that actually that Bane was more interesting than what he had to say <laughs> But uh, we're gonna have a chat with him. Um, He's going to listen to this and I'm sure he's going to go on and do like another five hours. <laughs> uh, he had a communist on, so I'm sure I mean, he's going he's to have a field day, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, do you have any advice for us? <laughs> um, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the best thing really to do, and I, I find this is that some, some of the best materials in online is really just present evidence. And, 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 you know, the funny thing is, is that a lot of these, like, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, something, something, a, a card. There's, 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 there's Aaron, Aaron of a card or something like mm-hmm. that. I forget his name. It, 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 it's, um, he's one of these, um, these YouTube personalities where, like, a lot of these kinds of people, um, when they try to pick out reports and studies and stuff, um, they don't read past the abstract, mm. you know, um, of the of the study, you know, and then, and then and then there's evidence directly in there that contradicts whatever whatever they're interpreting, of the thing, you know, and so when you um can present people with like hard evidence for certain things, you know, um, that's the sort of the best way, best best course best course for action. But uh, you know, I mean, also um, logical arguments really just 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 a great you know like syllogisms that work really well. Mm-hmm. And I, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can have all the information, you know, all the information, you know, you can have all the statistical evidence, you know, you have all the anecdotal evidence, mm. and people just won't buy it, you know. No, it's kind of like those cooked units who yes. believe uh, conspiracy theories, like that Sandy Hook was. The false flag <laughs> was a yeah. yes, and exactly, you can give yeah. them all the details and all the statistics and all the stuff, and they'll still say that matter. and they'll call you a shill. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so it, it, it mm. doesn't for them. So yeah, again, there's that yeah, there's that theory that it's like the the more you try to disprove it, the more angry. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, because they 
they just don't want to let go. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've been very clear that we're, we are open to ideas because we're, we look, try to look at things from a, um, critical thinking point of view, you know what I mean? Like take all different things into account, you know, read it, see for ourselves what it is and then make our decisions. So we don't go into things very blindly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what happens when you go to uni for a long time because it's just a skill that you learn. Um, but yeah, we're gonna keep all that in mind, and yeah. hopefully, like he's not gonna be too mad. It's not that I care, but uh, um, buddy, do you think it's uh, time uh, to, to um, sh- you know, wrap it up and yeah, do our final little segment? I think so. Select the douche or the segment master of douche, like because you are our special guest of honor. We thought maybe you would like to, you know, who who's you know, who's uh got you uh all fired up and angry at the moment. Yeah, I guess uh, it's Hillary Clinton, I guess. Um, it's uh, somebody that always uh, I'd, I'd mention, um, mainly because a book just got recently released. Yeah. Um, and um, this is the sort of thing that is like, uh, she's she's the kind of candidate, you know, which, is which again, is sort of really interesting, you know, her campaign was really sort of just focused in terms of like identity politics in yeah. the sense that it was like, but you know, the thing was like, I'm with her. It's about like, look, I'm a woman. You know, be historic, vote for a woman, make it about voting for a woman. And it's like, but there was no policy substance mm. because a lot of the policy substances were, you know, more um, right wing versions of what Obama had had implemented essentially. You know, and she had she had no substance, and you know, uh, a lot of disenfranchised people in the the Midwest and the Rust Belt, you know, um, didn't buy it. You know, yeah. and 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 yeah, but and I've said this to a couple of people. I actually kind of think of it that was actually a more uh, feminist moment than if she had been elected, because what had happened was people had actually voted, uh, had made a decision based mm-hmm. uh, uh, to not vote for it, not because she was like, look, obviously there were some people who decided not to vote for it because she was a woman, but uh, but a lot of statistical evidence showed that that wasn't the case. A lot of people didn't vote for it because her policies and 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 um her her, her lifetime of being a career politician um it was kind of against her though wasn't it was it was against her yeah i mean the evidence and the, and and her track record just this just demonstrably proved that she was never for the people and so a lot of people have just been like and people took a gamble on trump for the wrong reasons you know because he was an outsider he had promised all these outlandish shit and all that sort of stuff and um you know, and then, and then a lot of a lot of those people were obviously like some of them were like racist and misogynistic and didn't didn't care. But what I found was really interesting was that like people not voting for her for the sort of like I guess quote unquote the right reasons or the reasons that didn't have anything to do with her being a woman were, was was sort of a progressive move because it had yeah. nothing to do with her gender. It was having to do with her substance as a person. Yeah. So I, that, I thought that was actually a really interesting way to look at it in terms of like a feminist perspective because. It, I, I don't think it would be as progressive if you just voted for her or because it's the first woman let's just, 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 just make just it vote historic and make it hist- it. yeah yeah you know if you want yeah. somebody you know and like the problem with like uh, Obama I think Michael Moore sort of said this is that like you know his his, his two terms as president was like really lackluster and yeah. you know especially with uh, Trump coming in and basically undoing everything you know, Michael Moore said basically all you're going to be remembered for is being the first black president. Just not like a token. It's a token. Like a token. It's yeah. it. Because you're going to have no yeah. major. Obama came, but he's just getting slowly trying to get this man. You're going to have nothing to support. And you're going to be this like, oh, the, the black president. Yeah. You know, and, and he goes, and he goes, I know that's going to really hurt uh, 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 Barack because, like, he wanted to be more than just that, you know. And we, sh- we shouldn't just want 
the first female president to be, oh, the female president. We want somebody of substance, somebody who will, you know, who, who will hopefully sort of change um, the system in some substantial way, maybe like an Elizabeth Warren type or something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so the funny thing with Clinton is that, you know, for all the identity politics that we've been sort of talking about here today in terms of like, um, you know, uh, uh, women sort of finding their place in the world, I think it's, a, I think it's, it's, it's um, a really interesting story about Hillary who, you know, um, try to rely on that you know, without any sort of substance about, um, of policies about, you know, domestic policy in terms of, like, welfare and how she take care of people, you know, um, a, a very awful, uh, hawkish foreign policy, you know, and a, an issue on, and, 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 yeah, and just her issues on regulation and how she, how she would deal with, um, closing, closing the wage gap, and I think, you know, uh, the and this is just around the world in general, but you know the 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 center left quote unquote parties are having this sort of crisis, where they think you know that the corporate left, you know think that they it's enough to sort of just get by by trying to appeal to minorities and people are smarter than that. Yeah, you know like most of the Democrats, uh, Democratic uh, voting pool are people of color. Yeah. You know, and other minorities and women. Yeah. But it's kind of like. You're pandering to these people, but you're not giving them anything. No, they're not, and then that's it, and that's why they're trying to like pull off somebody like a Kamala Harris or Cory Booker for the 2021, who are both black, Afri- who who are both uh, black politicians. You know, um, Kamala Harris is a is a is a Democratic senator from California, and Cory Booker is a Democratic um, senator from New Jersey. And but again, they have no real substance. It's tokenism. It's it's tokenism, and they're both they're both corporate shills in this way. You know, and. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is an old white guy, you know, but like he had real, um, real, real policies. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, but Nancy mm. Pelosi, who's the Democratic leader and in, uh, in the House, um, really, really sad day was she she was doing a a rally or something like that, and she had to read the slogans of a pamphlet. She had to take off her sunglasses and actually read the slogan of of her own party, mm. her because she she doesn't care. Like she's just she's just there to represent the corporate interests and stuff like that. And this is really demoralizing stuff. And so, um, you know, it's good that there is diverse representation to to a, to a degree, you know, like it, yeah. it, it needs to exist, you know. It definitely needs to be there. But it can't come at the expense as well of genuine substance and policies, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. And, th- and this, comes, this comes to talk about, uh, like, discourse too, you know, um, in terms of, like, Social, you know, social or anthropological discourse about these issues. You know, um, you know, we there, there needs to be like people. People need to like bring stuff with people. People need to talk about substance here, and I think when you can start doing that, the right people will listen because the wrong people will always not listen. So I think that's, I think that's sort of like sums up the idea about the politics and the. And all of that. And that's yeah. why you choose Hillary Clinton I, you know, you're all the way left. Yeah, I'm all the way left. <laughs> all the way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll creep. 
closer. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> Given us a, a lot more to discuss. And a lot more to think yeah, about. Yes. So we're yeah. really grateful that you came in today. Yeah. And so I think round of applause. Yes. Thank you. All right, so that's it from us uh, today at uh, Doofland. And um, I guess join in the conversation on Twitter. Uh, we're at Doofland Podcast. Um, or if you want to get really angry and fight it up, send us an email at doofland.podcast at gmail.com. And um, if it's not insulting and horrible, and we might just take you seriously and have a read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let you conclude. <laughs> Go out there, do something positive, and give yourself a pound on the back and have yourself a caramel or koala. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>